Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Howdy. Welcome to another week of Motorsports Conversation from Race Chaser Radio. And this show, of course, is Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We are live in the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. Just a couple of us practicing proper social distancing. Tom Baker, me, and he being Nick Moncher, who is hello. Uh, our, uh, <laughs> he is a, well, Nick is, is kind of a utility person for us here. We, uh, utility person. I hope yeah. that's a you know, vote of confidence. Well, it's kind of a jack of all trades. I mean, you help us with guests and you, uh, come on and talk and, and, uh, t- tonight and Thursday night, at least you will be in the production chair, keeping us live on, on the air on both video and audio as we are also on WSIC uh, TV 25.2 in Charlotte, as well as the Performance Motorsports Network. And we've got a busy show tonight. We've got a pair of guests that are coming up. Spencer Davis is going to join us via the Strutmasters.com guest line at 7.30. And then at 8 o'clock, we're going to have um, modified talk. Always love to talk modifieds. Um, and I say that because I know that Andy and, and our motorsports are doing big Big NASCAR things now, but I'm still going to talk to him about modifieds because I just like to talk modifieds. But we'll also talk about what they've uh, they've really started the season very nicely over there at our motorsports. Brett Moffitt's been Brett doing Moffitt's a nice done job a fantastic with job with them. They you know bought the uh, GMS stuff from years past and Xfinity, and uh, I think that really helped them. I mean, GMS is helping them with that program, from what I understand. So. Yeah, Hendrick, uh, I think Hendrick Chassis, Hendrick Chassis, all yeah, all of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, good stuff. And, and Brett's been doing a nice job behind the wheel and, Andy uh, started the year in the, um, Arca, Arca race. Yep. Andy, I think Andy's got a, a handful of Arca races <laughs> he does. Find out tonight. And I think he'll probably, um, have some starts in the Xfinity series as well. We'll have to ask him about that to, of course, uh, we'll update everybody. I guess we might as well start with, uh, with that. The latest in uh, news related to the virus. Um, first of all, we hope that all of you are uh, tucked in nicely in your homes and safe and sound and that you'll stay that way all the way through this um, this whole process here. But um, we were hoping <laughs> that the opportunity to start the 2020 season at or resume the 2020 season, I should say, at uh, Martinsville Speedway for the Cup Series and start it for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour um, at Martinsville. We were hoping that would happen on May the 9th. We're not saying it isn't going to because we don't have official word. We don't have the authority. Air quotes. However, um, the governor, since the last time we were on the air here, Governor Roy Cooper here in North Carolina, has locked our state down till the 30th of April. Now, that necessarily maybe wouldn't have um, meant that we couldn't go racing in Martinsville. But then, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, the governor of Virginia, Fornia, um, said, hold my beer, and locked Virginia <laughs> down until June the 10th. Two and a so, half months. Yeah. June 10th. 
So considering that Martinsville is supposed to be May the 9th and Martinsville, the last I knew, was in Virginia. Virginia. Virginia, Fornia. Um, looks like uh, that's not that's in jeopardy. We'll just say that. Um, and so we'll wait and see what NASCAR decides to do. They had a short statement that they released earlier today, which basically didn't tell us a whole lot. They uh, the statement, I will read it as they wrote it. NASCAR is aware of the stay at home order issued for Virginia. We will continue discussions with public health officials and medical experts as we assess rescheduling options. So doesn't give us a whole lot of uh, information, but um, not sure how that's going to work. I guess the best we could hope for would be that the everything goes really, really well the next couple of weeks. And on April 30th, President Trump says, hey, we're good to go. And. Maybe then at that point, there will be no need to continue the stay at home into June up in Virginia. I mean, honestly, that's that's the only way that the governor's you know order will probably be rescinded is if the feds step in. And they're probably not going to step in on something like that unless everything is just kosher all around. Right. So, yeah, Martinsville's probably not going to happen as our first race. So yeah. that leaves us All-Star Weekend, which I said for a couple weeks ago, said, hey, we should probably put a different race there and move the All-Star race or do something different with it and or the 600. So... We'll see. Yeah, it was interesting when we first had the discussion a few weeks back. You were in, I think, as a guest that night. I think we had one of your guys in here with you. Um, and we were talking about uh, the potential of moving Atlanta around. At that point, I think we just had Atlanta and Homestead that were. Those were the only two. That, that was yeah. before. Yeah, before we move forward to now. Um, and you were suggesting that we put. Atlanta in the middle of 600 week or maybe um, put Atlanta on the weekend of the all-star race and move the all-star race the all-star race to the, the middle race. of the week. Yeah. Um, which I thought any of that would have been great. Um, and it still could be great. I also if that's suggested what they wanted that to do. FS1 carry the iRaces and hey, look what happened. Look what happened. <laughs> they listened. It's great that NASCAR sure monitors did. this yeah. show and Thank you, NASCAR. took your suggestion. They'll never give you credit for it, but it's it's uh, it, it was you, man. Um, doesn't matter who gets the credit. It's been a doggone good idea, and it was no different yesterday. Uh, the first race was fantastic that we had from Miami. And yesterday's race from Texas was great. And Timmy Hill, man. Timmy Hill on his <laughs> desktop with his 20-year-old steering wheel that cost him $300 back in the day, sitting in what looked like in a lawn chair, and his wife was his PR person, you know, interviewing him after the race. Yeah, we had um, we had a uh, an iRacer on here uh, a few weeks ago who was just a local. He's in the NASCAR um not peak, but Coca-Cola series. Um, and he was talking to us about the, uh, the, how, okay. You have a lot of these races that racers that have these elaborate setups, but most of us just race our desks. That was, uh, Casey Irwin. And, uh, that's kind of what Timmy does. Timmy he raises his that. desk. <laughs> he raises his desk. I mean, they showed, you know, Miami time Majeski raced off a laptop. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to do it, you can make it work. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, Timmy getting the win, he moved William Byron to uh, to win it, which I thought was fun. Um, just a bump and run. Yeah, just a bump and run. And uh, it was good to see that uh, Timmy got the win. Ryan Priest with a great run for second. And Garrett Smithley third. Um, just a lot of fun to, to see those guys up front and running so well. And 
Um, we had a big one yesterday uh, that uh, I think it was uh, what Ryan Blaney and um, was it Kyle Bush? I think that triggered that one. Kyle, um, Kyle is really, you know, uh, he, he's been in a few of the wrecks in the last two weeks. Yeah, he's got like a rookie stripe when it comes to. Yeah, th- this must be a new thing. I mean, he had that Daytona USA video game that him and Braxton were playing. I think they yeah. decided to move over to the iRacing rig, and it's just a little bit different. Yeah, doesn't take any quarters, so it's fun to uh, it's fun to see this this stuff. And you know, you you get the occasional comment. Somebody, I, uh, somebody will say, "I just can't bear to watch a bunch of people playing a video game." One, it's not a video game, and two, it's just supposed to be fun. It's just supposed to be fun, and it's it's something different because otherwise, know, what are we going to be sitting around watching? I mean, well, reruns of Friends. That's it. I mean, you know, nobody's being pretentious here. Nobody's pretending that this is the real thing. It's an entirely different thing, and it's something that the drivers are doing for free for the fans. To have a good time, and and I think everybody's really embraced and it. And it's so much more interesting than the Madden thing that Fox Sports had on TV. Did you see that? Oh God, that was yes. horrible Madden watching watching that as a, as a video game that. online. Yeah, yeah. See that that there again. I think that shows you the difference right there. Yeah, I mean, you're watching you know? two people play as two different teams, where you can watch thirty of NASCAR stars from all three series race. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, and that's and that's the other piece of this. I think people who haven't watched it don't realize this isn't just the Cup guys. They're combining all three of the series. Yes. And they actually have had to have, each of the two weeks, they've had to have a qualifying event in order to uh, qualify, like, the last four drivers into the, into the, into the big show that you see on TV um, because they have way more drivers than they do starting spots. So it's, it's been fun Kind of seeing who qualifies in. Alfredo got it um, yeah. at Texas yesterday, or yeah, yesterday I think, or Saturday, whenever they ran it. Um, Anthony Alfredo ended up winning, and then got just absolutely launched like out of a cannon in the middle of the race. Um, I think that was probably the worst crash of Anthony's career. That was probably the worst crash. <laughs> Entertaining to watch on TV, oh, especially, was. you know, he's not going to get hurt and he could reset. But yeah, it was definitely intense. I am a little disappointed, though. I wanted to see Timmy Hill, his wife, record him go in the backyard and shoot some cap guns up in the air just to replicate Texas. <laughs> Maybe Eddie Gossage can send him, you know, a cap gun engraved with Texas Motor Speedway or a hat or something just for the win. There you go. Yeah, that, that would be fun. Um, so we've got, I think, Bristol. Coming Bristol's up next, yes. This weekend. Now that should be fun. That will be to, uh, to have a short track virtual race. That'll be way different than anything we've seen so far. So it'll yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think uh you'll you'll see some good old fashioned Bristol contact uh I think this this coming weekend. Now they the one thing that I liked is that between the two races, between the first and the second race, they they knocked the number of full resets down from two to one. So you didn't see some of the over-aggressive driving at Texas that you saw in the first race, I think because the guys all knew that you only got, only got one reset. One reset. Um, and so uh, that's going to be interesting to see how they all handle it at Bristol. Because, Ooh, of boy, course, they're going to about 30 resets there. It's, it's a short track, so it's going to be really interesting to see what uh, Clint goes Boyer's on. commentary is going to be fantastic. Well, yes. and That's um, been the highlight so far. We're going to step aside here and take a break. When we come back, uh, Jeff Gordon got fired yesterday. We'll talk about that and what that means for this coming week's race at Bristol. Stay with us. You're listening or watching Lee Lap. 
on the Performance Motorsports Network and WSIC TV. Be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Big Lap Radio presented by Victory Custom Trailers. You need to hit them up. VictoryCustomTrailers.com is their website, and they are based in Michigan. But Chris Hedinger and his staff do a great job with building custom trailers for all applications, not just motorsports. You go to their website, you won't believe how many different types of trailers you can get from them. They have tons of uh, manufacturers that they work with, and their specialty is building it to suit you. So the more custom you want it, the more the reason to go see the folks at Victory Custom Trailers. VictoryCustomTrailers.com, you're going to be hearing from uh, both Chris Hedinger and his daughter, 
Katie, who's a young racer out in the Michigan area, who's uh, running some late model stuff this year. Just a uh, young girl who's moving on up, and she does a great job. She's going to be great on the radio. I've talked to her a couple of times, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get uh, both of them on, I think, probably not the same show, but uh, in the next few weeks here. So uh, with that, I'm Tom Baker, and Nick Moncher is with me here in the WSIC studio. And we've got a couple of guests coming up. Um, we've got Spencer Davis at the bottom of the hour to talk trucks and Gosh, you can talk to Spencer Davis about just about any kind of Literally race car because he's driven them all. And uh, But a new venture for Spencer, um, owning his own team, Toyota, helping out, and um, kind of got a little bit of a late start. And then no sooner did he get a couple of races under his belt and Corona intervened. So now he's parked along with everybody else and uh, we'll be looking forward to... Uh, getting back to the track as soon as possible. And then at 8 o'clock, we'll hear from Andy Sice, who has done a great job both driving and managing our motorsports operation uh, in the NASCAR Xfinity slash ARCA uh, series this year as well. So uh, we were talking, of course, about the uh, eNASCAR iRacing Invitational, Pro Invitational Series race from Texas over the weekend, which Timmy Hill won. Uh, Jeff Gordon getting fired at that race during the broadcast, no less. Don't see that every day. No, you don't see that every day. Jeff Gordon, no, don't worry. He's going to be back on the mic again. He didn't get fired from the uh, color commentator job. He got fired as Clint Boyer's crew chief. (laughs) (laughs) Clint, he told him the 42 and some of the other guys around him were pitting and, and Clint didn't believe him. Larry Mack tried to. Tried to, to step in and, and whatever, and finally uh, it ended up playing out exactly the way Larry Mack said it would. And Jeff Jeff said, man, I told you. And he said, okay, that's it. He goes, I guess Larry Mack's not um, not full of bull after all. He goes, you're Jeff, going forward, you're fired, and Larry, you're in. So, Somewhere Ray Everham is laughing about that. Yeah, new, uh, new crew chief for Clint Boyer going to Bristol will be Larry Mack. Um, Clint's about as much fun as you can possibly ask for during the broadcast. Giving him the color commentary option during the race is the best idea they've had so far. I agree. And two things. One, because he's just naturally funny. And two, because he's not the best eye racer. No, and he knows it. And yeah. he's not shy to say it. No, and that's what makes it fun. If he were if 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 you if you gave it to him and even with his natural personality, if he was running up front for the win, this wouldn't be nearly as much fun. It works because he's always messing up or trying to come from the back or whatever. And that, to me, is the fun of it. He's not very good, and you get that perspective the He didn't even race. know how to reset at Homestead when they were on, on air. He was trying to figure it yeah. out, and Jeff and Larry were talking to him, and he was like, boys, I'm just trying to figure out how to reset this thing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun, and it was uh, it was fun to see they, they sent... Uh, of course, Michael Waltrip ended up at uh, uh, Garrett Smithley's uh, house this time. Did and he bring Taco Bell again? No, and Garrett no. asked him, and he didn't have it. They, oh. my, Michael said they w- they won't let me eat in the pits anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Regan Smith was with Kyle Larson this time. So it was just a fun, you know, again, Billy Malden doing the invocation, and um, they had uh, Weir from the Grateful Dead. Do the national anthem. Did he do the national anthem this week? I missed he that. He did. Of all things, it was it was live dead. Live dead. Live I like that. dead. Uh, did the uh, un- unbelievable? I, I I could not. 
uh, I'm like, wow, that's an interesting choice. Who's next, Willie Nelson? Maybe, hey, I'd be okay with that. Maybe we could have Keith Richards do it on guitar. I mean, if you're going to do sort of aging, you know, rock stars, there's a pair Let's of just pull one out left field and see if Garth will yeah. do it. <laughs> now, Garth would be funny. There are some of the some of those uh, singers, they, they could easily have Charlie Daniels do it. There are some real NASCAR fans in Nashville. Yes, absolutely. There's plenty of people in Nashville yeah. that will do it. Yeah. And plenty of them have their own studio where they can do it. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh you know, it's just fun. They, again, it, it's as real as you can make it, you know, and they're doing it in a way that, again, nobody's pretending anything, but they're just trying to give it sort of that same flavor and, I think, a little bit of a laugh at the same time. Troy Aikman, did gentlemen start your engines? Yeah, they're just trying to you know. lighten the mood for everybody, take everybody's mind off of, you know, what's going on and just prepare them for when racing finally does return. Yeah, um, and we've got six of these. This will be the third one. Um, we may have to extend the series a little bit. We um, actually did a poll today on the Venerini Motorsports Twitter just to ah. see what uh, tracks people would like to see added for the cup drivers to go to. And you know what the number one response was? What? North Wilkesboro Speedway. Really? We got that well, hand that's, over hand. That's not it. done yet, is it? I don't, I don't believe it is done. No, I don't think it's done. Second to that was Fairgrounds in Nashville. Which is on Which the is service. on, yep. Yeah. See, that's, you know what? That would be interesting. Just to spice it up a little bit. Sure. And it would be neutral for everybody. Yes, it would be. So that would be fun. You know, we, they're, they're obviously the intent originally was to try to follow the NASCAR schedule, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I don't see anything wrong with, especially if you have to, which it appears they may now, because obviously it looks like we may, may I say, may, may. be out of commission a little longer than the plan May 9th return at Martinsville. No official word yet. Um I don't want to get in trouble, but it's certainly looking good, especially when Virginia is shut down until June the 10th. Um, so with that being the case, then maybe you extend the series and throw in a couple of tracks like that that are sort of off the beaten path a little bit. Literally. And yeah. I mean, you know, run Nashville, run some other short yep. track. There's you know, a couple that, people said South Boston. And sure. I'd say probably the, the third most that we got was uh, actually Eldora said we've been pushing for, for a cup <laughs> car and Xfinity car to go there. Well, so now is go. the time to try it out when it really won't cost us much money. Well, now, see, if you go to Eldora, now what would be fun is that there needs to be an amended NASCAR rule that allows for a fifth entry from Stuart Haas so Tony so Tony can come could, could get in there yeah um it would be fun to see what Tony would do i don't know if tony's even an i, I don't know i have not. no idea if he does but he'll probably. try and 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 he would be see now he would be a good they'd have to do a second uh color commentator yes him or, and you know, him and clint would definitely yeah, need to do yeah that. tony and clint would be that that would be so much fun probably crash each other you know bang each other um that could be a whole ton of fun. So yeah, that would, there's three races right there. So now since you got this whole thing started on our show, um, maybe NASCAR, if they're listening tonight, maybe there you, you adopt, there's the next three races. NASCAR, we need to add Any just order a few you want. different tracks. But when you're done with the six, we got to add three more. We're going to go to South Boston. We're going to go to Eldora and we're going to go to the Nashville fairgrounds. You pick any order. And there better be a virtual guitar for nashville and it'll be a virtual fried bologna sandwich for south boston virtual guitar yeah virtual fried bologna gotta keep it yeah yeah get, get, they, you get a little gift certificate so when you go there for the real race Makes they you hand it to, to you just get it yeah just get it at the concession buy one get one it's uh look it's again it's just supposed to be fun and i think it's great and i and what i love is that we're seeing all kinds of sort of repetition 
IndyCar did one. World of Outlaws. Um, World of Outlaws is doing them. A couple of the short tracks up north, Seekonk Speedway did one, and Stafford Speedway did one over the weekend. In fact, Seekonk um, is, and I don't want to say too much, Kyle Souza, uh, who is the PR director there, he and I uh, recorded our Mainly Modified podcast for this week this morning, and Kyle said on the broadcast that, there's going to be a point fund for the Seacock deal, which would imply, although he didn't specifically say it, there are going to be some more races. So, they, yeah, they got, they got some prize money. They got, yeah, that one's kind of spicy there. Um, so that's going to be fun. And so you're seeing some of them on 51. Some of them are obviously the NASCAR ones on, on Fox or FS1. What was interesting is over the weekend, it was supposed to be on both main Fox and FS1. I saw that. The Charlotte Fox did not did broadcast not have it. it. Just FS1. Hello, it's NASCAR country. <laughs> Why are you running a movie? I mean, we had a million people watch the first race. You know, are a million people going to watch a movie? I mean, I just, I, I thought that was interesting. It, it, it seemed to be sort of a snub. Um, I mean, thankfully it was on FS1, so it didn't matter. We all got to watch it, but not everybody has FS1. So I, I'm not I did sure they were going to put it in. They put it in Canada too. Yes, that was first. Yeah, so um, it's interesting. But if you look around, um, you'll find a lot of these things going on, and it's they're just fun to watch. And the the uh, I think it was it was either Stafford's or I think it was Seacock's. The guy that won his spotter finished second. <laughs> So I asked Kyle this morning, I said, well, was his spotter spotting the winner while he was also racing against him? And he said, no. I said, well, see, now that would be, that should like, he should have keyed a, up the radio. Yeah. And, yeah. He's really low. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that may be, uh, we'll, we'll try that. That's the guest line. Go ahead and, and uh, put it in queue there and we'll. Um, we'll bring Spencer Davis out here if that's him in just a moment. We're actually uh, going to step aside. And when we come back, we will, um, we will ask Spencer Davis about the whole iRacing thing. I don't know if Spencer is even involved with that or not, but uh, Spencer going to join us. And then Andy Seiss going to join us at the top of the hour as well. So we've got plenty more to do here on League Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We're going to step aside. We will be right back after these words. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively from skid pad to open sessions. Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels New to intermediate to get sideways and smoke it. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. 
featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Valero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Reed Wilson hasn't raced in a while, but uh, it's hard to pull the re-entry out just because he's just so peppy. I mean, it's, just, it's like, yo, oh, he's full of life, talking that racing. Wilson. Yeah, he is. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome back to League Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker with you on a Monday night with Nick Moncher as well. And whether you're watching us on WSIC TV or listening to us on the Performance Motorsports Network, we appreciate you spending some time with us, or you might be hearing it uh, on via the on-demand part of it, uh, podcast form, as they say. If you want to do that, or you know of someone that can't listen live or watch live but wants to hear it, just have them go to Race Chaser Radio. Race Chaser Radio on any podcast platform, almost all of the top ones. I think we're, we've got them covered now. So um, on the strutmasters.com guest line, the first of our two uh, special guests this evening, uh, it's been a while since we've had uh, Spencer Davis on the radio with us and uh, really excited to get him back on because I've always um, believed in Spencer and had a lot of faith in the fact that I thought uh, and still do believe that he's uh, cup material, just has to have the right circumstances present themselves to get him there. And uh, Spencer, welcome back to the program. And it at least was good to see you get back out in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors truck series this year uh, with a new team that um, is, well, Spencer Davis Motorsports, right? Uh, tell us about the genesis of this. How did how did this come about for you to just start your own team and go racing? Um, you know, we owned our own light model program, and um, pretty much everything up until I got to the NASCAR ranks was <clears throat> was our own stuff, and you know, there and um, 
2016 or 17, you know, we had our own cane in car for a couple of races. So, you know, it, we're no strangers to being callers, myself and my father. You know, it's just, at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, it's nice just to run your own stuff and be competitive. You know, um, definitely still wouldn't have turned down an option to race for somebody, but, you know, just, I don't know, it's just, it, it felt right to do, you know, myself and my father talked about it, and, you know, you kind of get the more bang for your buck out of your sponsorship dollar if you do it yourself, and, you know, we had, um, over the off season, actually starting, you know, early last year, we had already been into the talks with, you know, the guys over at Toyota, and, um, you know, pulling together our resources to, you know, try to get a solid base for our team, and, you know, everything felt like it was coming together correctly, so, you know, we decided to go shift our, um, you know, our efforts going from, you know, trying to find somewhere to go race to, um, you know, starting our own team. Of course, it's, you know, every new team has its has its struggles, has its growing pains. And, you know, owning an NASCAR truck team is definitely a big step forward from owning a late model program. But, you know, it's been a lot of fun and, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world for sure. You know, all those um all those continued long nights and all that hard effort paying off, you know, as good as we ran at Vegas was, um, you know, it was really cool. You know, we had limited success last year of um, our own truck. So, um, you know, continuing that this year, you know, hopefully when we get back to racing only, continue moving forward with our program is our goal and, you know, what we're looking forward to do. Well, it's uh, it, it's certainly a big move, as you say, Uh now, is the team based down there in Georgia, or is it based up here, or where are you, where are you based out of? Uh, no, sir. You know, we're based out of the uh, Carter Racing over here in North Carolina, actually, in Mooresville. And, um, you know, just to be a competitive NASCAR team in the top three series, you know, I feel like you got to be in or as close to North Carolina as you can get just with, um, you know, all the technology and all the, you know, wealth of knowledge of people that you can you know, you can get a hold of or talk to. So, um, you know, all of our operations are in North Carolina. Which, you know, I've been up here myself for a while trying to, you know, make racing a career. So it was it was just, you know, doable to do it in North Carolina, considering all the people, you know, I've been thankful to know that, you know, came to work for us and all the, uh, you know, just all the resources I was able to pull together up here. That's awesome. I didn't realize you were up here. Once uh, we get the all clear, we'll have to get you into the studio so we can get you on the TV portion of the show. You know it. You got a question? Okay. I didn't know. I, I thought you were looking to ask a question. Uh, no, sir. Okay. Well, Nick Moncher looked like he was about to ask a question here. Nick is the PR guru for Venturini Motorsports. Guru. I like guru. that. Guru. And, uh, but and Spencer actually ran for Venturini Motorsports. I was going to ask that question. Were 2017. With... I was not with the team. You were over with uh, 2017. Uh, no, I was with Austin Hill. Oh, okay. Part of his truck organization, much like Spencer's. Uh, you know, it was a family-owned operation over there okay. in the drag strip. So, gotcha. Feel everything he's feeling when when he talks about it. And, you know, that that's the truth about owning your own team. Yeah. So, Spencer, you got to drive for Venturini a little bit. Talk about that. Yes, sir. You know, that was quite a fun time racing for Bill. You know, we started off really strong. You know, with a uh, third place finish at Talladega, my first ever ARCA start on Speedway start, and, you know, we kind of lost grass a little bit there, had, um, you know, after Michigan, going into Pocono, and um, I believe it was IRP, and then, you know, we started to rebound going into Kentucky, 
with um you know with a pretty decent run but you know i feel like our style is showing on um you know anything other than the speedway was definitely the finale over there at kansas you know i actually got to uh hop into the 55 so you know i got to do the round tour of all all three numbers you gotta try every one of them out (laughs) yep yep i I got to run the what was your favorite number uh probably the 55 you know he let me uh you know i talked to billy and i had gotten gotten the chance to work with brian london who was over there and um you know yep yep pickle we got to choose the car we wanted to run and you know we had a real strong showing ran top three all night and you know just pit strategy didn't work out i think we finished sixth or seventh but you know, we were real strong. We were the lead car all night long there for uh, the VMS team. And, you know, it, it's definitely cool to see, you know, that they're back on top this year. You know, since since I was there, they've definitely stepped up their program with some amazing people. And, you know, it's really cool to see people you race for continue to get better. It's uh, it's always fun to watch a driver progress up through the ranks. And, and you're a driver that I've, I've known ever since you were in go-karts and um, – it seemed like you won about 74,000 go-kart races when you were little. Um, but uh, once you started getting into the uh, the cars, man, you were all over the place. You ran uh, late models and modifieds and all kinds of different stuff. Talk about kind of coming up through the ranks a little bit and what it was like to hop in all the different types of cars. That must have been some fantastic experience for you as, you know, still a relatively young racer. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to go where you can race. So we did our, like I said, we did our family stuff for a very long time. You know, me and my father bought our first late model together. You know, I saved up go-kart money to buy it. You know, since he had raced, we had had all the parts and pieces to go racing. So, um, you know, we started pro late model racing a long time ago now, it feels like. And, you know, tried to, you know, we put our footing in the ground pretty good there you know, established himself pretty good. And then we went super late model racing with, um, you know, old nine to one that my dad had actually raced with. And, you know, again, we, we didn't run bad. Our super program stuff was, you know, not as quite as sad as our pro late model stuff. And I feel like when we pro late model race, when we went to the track, we were one of the cars to beat the super stuff. We were just a little bit harder to catch a hold of, but yeah. you know, I got, the, I had gotten the opportunity to, um, you know, run the pass full past season that year we finished runner up to um jay Fogelman, i think in 2013 or 12 and um you know after that i actually got an opportunity to run the 79 four modified for uh david and susan hill so you know kind of took a took a hard right turn from fender racing to open wheel racing yeah man you know we um you know we had had a lot of fun racing for them they were real Real good family to race for, David, Susan, and uh, Sandra Hill. You know, we ran really good on the Southern Tour stuff as far as, um, you know, as far as our performance. Up north, We, I, I feel like we ran very well for a Southern team. And, you know, hey, pretty much feels like the story of my career is, you know, I got a bunch of runner-up finishes, and it was no different than the modified <laughs> stuff. I mean, you know, there was one time where they had we had three different winners in the what was at the time the coma series they took us you know three different victory lane pictures and they said they were gonna let us know so i mean we got to hold the trophy one time but we didn't wind up getting the uh didn't get it to take it home or i guess get it shipped to us so i mean as many times as i finished second in that thing i feel like we were um due for a win but you know i got the opportunity to run some canine races for um a couple different teams so you know 
made the jump at the Fender Car Racing, and you know it kind of took off from there. We ran really good with um, with Doug Howe and the guys over at NTS Motorsports, which you know I'm very thankful for because that kind of jump started the Fender Car sure career for. With um, you know the success we had right out the bat, you know I actually believe we uh, I think our average finish for my first five races was like three point two, and then when you add in the start of the 2017 season, I believe we were like a two point three finish rate until we got our first win at Dominion, and you know just um, it's been a wild ride, man. You know, unfortunately lost my ride over there at uh, Rainier Racing with MDM. Let's do some due to some sponsorship complications, but, you know, it opened the door to drive for a couple couple of different really cool teams. You know, I got in the race for um, the Toy Racing Enterprises, some, Jefferson Pitts Racing at the time, um, Morgan McClure Motorsport. Uh, we, you know, we ran our own family car for two races, I believe, and, you know, the year after that, I got to run for Ben Kennedy Racing in um, the K&N season. We had a, Tenth and third place finish in our two races. That was the same year I ran for Billy over at Venturini Motorsports and had, you know, some really good success for that year. And, you know, got the call to run for uh, Toyota and KBM for five races two years ago now and had a lot of fun with them guys. You know, that's a different level of, uh, of performance imagine. over there and accountability. So, yeah. you know, I've got the learn and do a lot in my career that i'm really thankful for and wouldn't trade it for the world well uh if you'll hang on for a moment we got to step aside we'll bring spencer back around the turn here as league lap continues presented by victory custom trailers right after these words Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Jesse Love bringing us back out of the break, fellow Toyota TRD driver, as we return to Lee Lap and return to the Strutmasters.com guest line. And Spencer Davis, who is uh, racing Toyota trucks, Toyota Tundra trucks uh, this year in the NASCAR truck series. And uh, Spencer went through his kind of whole career in that uh, last segment there and uh, gosh, I'd forgotten about some of the um, opportunities he's had, and he left a couple of out, couple of them out. Uh, you got to run a couple of. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Spencer, but I think you you made a couple of starts in the '82 modified at one point, and I think I, I think that did you not run uh, K and N for him or something else as well? I know there was a K and N. Oh, you know what it was or Arca? Um, you ran the thirty car. Uh, a little bit that uh, I think in in either K and N or Arca, I can't remember. Uh, yes, sir. You know, I left out actually. You know, in 2017, I believe, or 18. I get the years mixed up just because I've been doing it so long. Um, I'd actually gotten the opportunity to drive for uh, Dan Watts Danny and Watts, for Modified. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Through um, actually through a deal with David Lewis over. Roush, Roush Yates, or oh, Robert okay. Yates racing engine. He, um, Danny wanted to start and park his second modified down at Speed Weeks, and one thing led to another, and he um, wound up letting me race the car. It's a big hunter lapper, and we'd actually qualified fourth in his backup car, and you know led some laps. And I don't, I can't remember where we finished. I think we finished fourth or fifth, and uh, I think my teammate Ron Silk at the time won. And, you know, Danny's primary car, and I actually got to drive it one or two more times that year after um, him and Ronnie separated ways. And then um, going into two years ago, Danny decided he wanted to uh, run some K&N Pro Series East races. And he, um, you know, it was my first venture into kind of managing a team and, you know, of this, you know, of the NASCAR caliber and running things solely on my own without help from, you know, my father or someone else. And, 
you know, we ran 10 out of the 12 races, came home nice in points, and, um, you know, had a career high leading of my laps in my career for a K&N series, and, man, we uh, had two track records, and about the usual, a couple of runner-up finishes, and just some things didn't work out, we didn't get the win, but, you know, some of the, we did some cool stuff that year, you know, we had one car all year, and even took it to um, Watkins Glen and finished wow. fourth. Ahead of, you know, all the cup guys who ran that race, and there was only um, road course ringers in front of me. So, man, we had a good time. You know, that year ended sour. We actually blew a right rear tire, practiced at Dover, tracking over um, four-tenths quicker than the guy who won practice. But, you know, we didn't make it around, so it didn't matter. But, you know, that was a real cool opportunity, which led into, um, you know, getting to run my first full K&N season, actually, for uh, Mark and Mark Rett and Terry Jones over yeah, at Red yeah, Jones. Yep. Yeah, because, you know, actually I went to Mark the year I ran the 82 car, you know, and asked if I could, um, you know, he was, you know, he was room in his shop in exchange for um, actually helping work on his car and driver coach his drivers for that year, um, you know, so I could have the space for a shop and, you know, the proper equipment to do it with because, you know, I was trying to work a lot with a little I second the money I used from racing the trucks at Kyle's and was buying, you know, shocks and springs and using my connections to, you know, keep the 82 car up front. And, wow. you know, of course, Danny was, was putting a lot into it, too. So, you know, I wanted to um, do all I could do to, you know, pay the favor for Danny letting me drive his car. So, you know, I was trying to get stuff, you know, make it go fast. And, you know, Mark and Terry saw a lot in, in me from that and, you know, that boosted into a whole season of Canaan career, which was first for me. And, you know, it was really, really cool year working with um, Mark and Terry. You know, I think a lot of Mark Ray, he's a um, you know, really smart guy. You know, he won the championship in 09 with Justin Lawson. Yep. Obviously, he's worked for some amazing teams. And, you know, together we were able to get his first Canaan uh, win of their, you know, owning ownership career. And, um, you know, we got to put the 30 in victory lane. That was a big deal as well as, um, you know, for Terry. Terry's been a longtime supporter of anything racing. And to get him a win for, you know, a guy that is so diehard like that is, you know, it means a lot, especially because, you know, they are, I mean, they're a pretty big single-car team, but they're not, you know, they've never been considered a top dog. And to put them into that next level over last year was, it meant a lot, you know. It was just a lot of hard work for um, all, you know, all three of us there, including Mark. So it'd be, you know, four full-time employees. One was a driver, and um, man, it was it was just it's fun, you know. I always like the challenge of, you know, feeling like the underdog and coming out on top. You know, we had a couple heartbreaks last year too. We had. Um, some break issues at Memphis, which was a track I feel real strongly that we could win at. And then we, um, you know, we, we got the upset win at Gateway on the green-white checker, which was nice. But, you know, getting rooted out of the way with uh, 10 to go at Bristol after leading, I believe we led like 125, 130 laps. Wow. It was really tough to swallow. So, um, you know, it was, just, it, was, it was a real cool 2000. 19 with those guys you know running some truck races too and running as well as we did which um you know really boosted my confidence going into in the 2020 not only getting back in victory lane but you know just being able to work with people i've 
considered friends for, you know, a long time that I've met up here. Just being able to do, you know, do what I love for a living is the biggest thing. You say uh, a long time, but yet you're just 21. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, you're only 21 years old. You've accomplished a lot and you've done a lot for 21, not just on the driving side, but like you said, you know, managing, maintaining, working on the cars, all of that. Um, obviously, I know you enjoy driving them, but it almost seems like you enjoy working on them and, and helping with sort of the off-track part of it just as much. Yes, sir. You know, I started at, um, you know, it was a little big car racing. You know, me and my dad had the, had the talk that, you know, obviously we can't pay a bunch of people to do this, that you're going to have to put a lot of work in yourself. So uh, myself and my crew chief, Mickey Kane, were the only two people in our late model program. And, you know, he taught me how to mount bodies and set engines in the right way and set cars up. And, you know, that that's taken me a long long way in my career because, you know, I feel like you need to, you know, know the, know the geometry of the car to help make changes better because sometimes, you know, you're – in the, some of the positions I've been in, you're going to wind up crew chiefing yourself from the seat or, you know, just every little bit helps to know what you want for one-off deals. You know, you might get a call where you go race the car one time and every little bit you can help know before you get to the track helps. And, you know, it's um, transferred as I've gotten older, you know, now that I've moved up here on my own and, you know, able to work during the week on the cars to make them faster helps too. You know, it also... Sure. It, it it just it, it means a lot to me as well just because I know that, you know, I know how hard those guys work during the week just because I'm right there beside them digging, so I'm not going to go, you know, destroy a race car for no reason because I throw a temper tantrum and, you know, tell them I'll see them next Saturday. You know, I know at the end of the day if I wind up getting into the wall with the thing, which I did a couple times last year <laughs> with our truck, um, you know, you're going to have to show up. Saturday morning when the truck gets back from, you know, Martinsville or some or Sunday morning when the truck gets back and um, start cutting the thing apart and get it ready for the next week. So, you know, it, it just brings another level of respect racing to that, um, you know, that I feel is definitely needed because that's like last year we ran the whole Canaan season. It didn't so much as change the wrap on the car. You know, we went all year with um, all four corners intact the whole year and, you know, it was it was able to make things better too. That's the biggest thing when you're on a on a limited budget and you're trying to, you know, improve a program or build your own program. The last thing you want to do is just constantly be in repair repairing trucks or cars. You want to be able to go and bring them back post race them real good. And yeah. Start figuring out how to make the thing better. You just don't want to go sending it off to the body shop or pulling into the fab side of the shop and having to cut the thing apart and worrying about fixing it to get back to the track. Okay, we got a couple of minutes left here. Um, just real quick, uh, with everything kind of being at a standstill right now, what are you doing uh, during this time to be able to keep yourself ready for whenever racing gets back underway again, hopefully sometime in May? Yeah, you know, we um, after I sat down with the um, owner's meeting and knew our direction for getting back on track, you know, I sit out a kind of a game plan on working on our trucks to get them a little bit better, you know, try to find that um, extra tenth or two. I feel like we're missing in our program as well as um, just updating equipment. I mean, we've had the same base equipment since uh, started late mall racing, so doing some revamping and uh, making it look a little bit nicer after a few years of wear and tear, 
you know, also um, working on the family business, you know, like on Twitter, I posted Saturday morning, I was in South Carolina putting in um, inserts for our machines that process poultry equipment, you know, where, uh, oh, wow. where what we come from is, you know, we just, we're a machine shop that makes the cleaning parts to where, you know, everyone can eat, um, you know, eat whole chickens or however you want to eat them. So, you know, doing a little bit of both, trying to stay busy and trying to, you know, look forward into, um, you know, racing season starts back up, making sure we're good to go. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you get back, and we appreciate the time to talk with you, Spencer, uh, and want to bring you back uh, here sometime soon and talk some more for sure. I feel like we got about halfway through my list of questions for you tonight, but we got Andy Sice coming up shortly. So uh, we, we got to let you go, but look forward to getting you back soon. And thanks for taking some time to come on and talk to us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Sorry it took up all the time talking, but no, you know, no. it's good to be back on and talk that's, to you guys. That's the whole idea, and we'll uh, definitely get you in the studio as soon as we can get an all clear to make that happen. So uh, that was Spencer Davis, and we'll step aside and be back. And Andy Sice will be joining us right around the turn. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children. 
troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. There's a driver we haven't had on in a while. To get Tyler Ankrum uh, back on the program here and talk to him. Tyler, of course, um, running uh, trucks this year for uh, GMS. His first full season for GMS uh, after racing last year for DGR Crosley. So uh, Tyler has been one of our more frequent guests, but we haven't had him in a little while. We're looking forward to uh, hearing from Andy Seiss at any moment. Oh, is he on? Okay. He's there. We've got uh, Andy on the strutmasters.com hotline, so we'll bring him out and uh, let him talk. Hello, Andy. Welcome back to the program. Always good to talk with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, it's great to have you back. Uh, it's been a little while. Uh, and really, um, this must be kind of an interesting time for you because I was thinking about this earlier. You had so much change in the off season that I was wondering if after, you know, that little opening stretch of races that we ran before we were sort of uh, put on the forest stop with the virus, um, I'm wondering if this, in a way, kind of gives you a chance to sort of stop and catch up and evaluate the first part of the season with Brett Moffitt and um, just to take some time to kind of prepare for the next stretch of races because it seemed like everything kind of came together at the very last minute almost for you guys. And then it was, holy cow, the season's here. We're at Daytona. Um, and you know, and there you were until, until this break. Yeah. You know, um, I think you're a hundred percent right. It, it's going to help us and our motorsports come out that much harder. Um, as I'm looking back and I've learned, I don't, I don't know any length of preparation really does, uh, does you any good, you know I mean? Even if we started in August building cars and whatnot, you know, when we finally got on the road with the Xfinity series, um, you know, it was a slap in the face for lack of a better. Yeah. Term. I don't mean that in a bad way. I think we were prepared, but it, it was just, okay. This is, this is the big leagues quite yeah. literally, you, you know, uh, we've been able to compete at the ARCA levels and the modified levels and everybody's been, um, you know, in bigger teams somewhere along the lines and, inexpensive teams and truck teams and uh including myself but it was just like when it's when you know it kind of falls on the five of us in the shop shoulders you know it, it just okay this this is what we have to do so really yeah after after five weeks we only had four races but we were at atlanta we were prepped for atlanta um you know we're getting a little break and it definitely uh, a lot good has happened for us. You know, the majority of our cars have been through the Hawkeye. and We're taking this opportunity to try to get the bodies a little bit better. And, and then we're, you know, trying to get more efficient in the shop and in the guys and their roles. And, and, you know, just simple little things like little toolkits, kind of refining, okay, you know, between practice and the race, when you do your job underneath the car or the front end guy does his, um, 
you know, all that little stuff, the shops getting a little bit better. You know, we uh, moved from my house to Statesville, North Carolina, and a shop that Chris Auer bought. And, um, you know, we bought it anticipating being a part-time ARCA team. And then, boom, you're running the Xfinity Series week in and week out. So um, just every little thing is helping us. This time has been huge. Um, I really think we're going to come out that much better for it. You know, you hear about the other teams laying guys off or sending them home, so they're not getting better. And you know what? I don't expect that there's a whole lot better that the Penske and the Gibbs and the JR Motorsports really can get. You know, they they know where they're at. They know what they're doing week in and week out. We're prepping cars on Tuesday to race that weekend. They've had cars, you know, waiting three weeks in sure. advance. So does it does it make sense for them to even be working? What what race are they prepping for? And, you know, we're really hoping that for the Xfinity Series, it'll be Charlotte uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, but, you know, in, in reality, it could be sooner, it could be later. We don't know. So I think it's very big for our motorsports. Um, you know, NASCAR has been in touch with us, doing a good job, and kind of saying, okay, well, if we do midweek shows, you know, what are the hurdles for your team? And if we do doubleheader weekends, what are the hurdles for your team? to kind of go through there. So um, it's going to be a tough year for, for everybody no matter what. I think, you know, five full-time guys, um, which sounds like a lot as it, to me, it's, it's the biggest group I've ever been a part of for full-time employees. But at the same time, we know what we're up against. So um, hopefully the, the, when the schedules come out, they, you know, we can adapt to them because it's going to be a lot for a small team like us. And, you know, Chris Hours you know, funding this basically out of his, his pocket and giving us everything we need. You know, we went after these first five races pretty hard, crouch over the wall guys, uh, you know, the Collins motors, Hendrick chassis, all this stuff. So, um, you know, hopefully we're, we're looking for a little bit of, you know, partnership help along the way to make sure we can keep competing at that level. And like I said, I think we're going to be even better when we get back to racing. Andy, other than, you know, Moffat racing for you guys. I think we lost him. We lost him. Yeah, we'll wait for Andy to give us a call back here. But uh, it, it, yep, that might be him there. Go ahead. The hurdles of live radio. We got you back, Andy. Yes, I'm here. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, Nick Moncher was about to ask you a question. I was just going to ask you, Andy. Other than you know Moffat coming and helping your program out and racing those select races, is do you guys have any partnership with GMS? We've done a lot of our, our R&D work through GMS, so our pull-down work, um, chassis dyno, stuff like that. They've been really big on getting us the parts and pieces we need. Um, you know, uh, Billy Wheeler is kind of our go-to guy over there. Obviously, Mike Beam, great guy, really helpful. So they've definitely been uh, there for us to lean on, turn to, in anything we ask for, really. Uh, they're, they're doing our shocks right now. Um, they've been giving us a, a direction. Of course, uh, the tires are a little different this year, so we've got good base setups. You know, Joe Williams coming on as crew chief has been huge to be able to adapt from our, our base setup sheet that, um, you know, from last year's runs to what we need with the new tires this year. So how many more races does Moffat has for you, with you guys? Moffat was scheduled in for Atlanta and Talladega, so following Atlanta, was Homestead. That was supposed to be my first race. Oh, um, wow. Obviously, all that's kind of up in the air right now. So um, 
I don't know. Uh, freight auctions came on board. They've been a longtime supporter of Brett and um, really helped us, like, again, do it 100%. Um, so they, they wanted to make sure that Brett was in for Atlanta and Talladega because they're an Atlanta-based company. Um, you know, they wanted to make sure that, that he was in those races. We hope to do more. We hope to, uh, so far, that they're very happy with everything. Brett uh, is hungry. You know, it, it, it's been actually pretty awesome to have him on. This isn't, you could tell right away, this wasn't just a deal where, you know, he's a truck series champion. He's run cup races. He's done all these things. He didn't look down on this as the, a small five-person team, and, you know, he's used to bigger and better things. You could tell he wanted this. He sure. wanted top tens in Xfinity. He wants to do well. He's not up, not very happy when we don't do well. And, you know, we had a scoring area at Vegas steal our top ten from us. Oh, wow. We got a little skirmish at uh, California. But, no, overall, he's doing a great job. He's doing exactly what we needed him to do. Um, I know Chris Hours always, always been amazing and a huge part of my life. And if I stomped up and down and said I wanted to drive every race and that's that, he'd let me. But I also know that um, being a new team, we needed a constant. We knew, you know, we didn't need a, a new driver learning curve, a new team learning curve. So Brett's been that constant for us. And I think, uh, you know, as far as that, it's really gone to plan. It's kind of... It- it's like for me when I watch a driver come out of maybe a legends car and step up into a late model for the first time, you want to keep him at one track for a while and let him master the car before you start giving him different tracks to also worry about. And I feel like that's exactly where you were at in the, in the sense that if you could put a driver in that you knew was a constant, that you knew was experienced and knew what he was, what he, you know, what he was doing at that level and what it took at that level, the experience that you didn't have, it allows you to get the cars going in the right direction so that when you do get in, um, you have a better race car to step into than what you might have had if you'd have been driving the whole season. Am I close? And that's exactly right. You, you know, um, the cars are going to be there, you know, like I said, all us crew guys have kind of, you know, tweaked our, our ways that we're working to be more efficient, be better than everybody. So I, it's going to be big for sure. You know, I don't even really have a race day title, you, you know, as far as mechanic on the car, but I always find myself doing something and getting something, helping the guys doing whatever it, it takes for the team to do better. So had I been in that car, I don't think I would have, you know, had that opportunity. So it it showed week after week and in only four and then that fifth week in Atlanta, we only really got to unloading. But, you know, it, it showed that by the fourth week, I had left things that I was stressing out about. So the guys were doing great. Like I said, I think uh, the leadership that Joe Williams brought us was huge, was absolutely necessary. He One of the neat things was, he was the only new hire that has worked with us um, in the past on our ARCA program. Oh, wow. So John Marlett, who crew chiefed me um, the last few years and when I was driving the ARCA car, he was actually full-time employed at LaJoy's and the Joyous Seating, who you know does all our seats, are doing a great job there. Um, Brian Graham's been with us. Patrick Hutt came he actually moved from Arkansas. He was our weekend tire guy on the Arca stuff, my modified stuff. Um, 
He's originally from Massachusetts. Him and his wife just recently moved to North Carolina to be with the team. But Joe is the only new full-time guy. And one of the neat things was when he walked in for his interview, he said, I don't know if you remember, but I helped you in 2009 at Bristol. Wow. And it clicked in that moment. And Jeff Riggs, you know, when the Modifieds went to Bristol for the first time, Jeff Riggs said, okay, um, you know, we're going to need some extra help. He knew Joe was a sharp guy. He was working in, in Cup at the time. He was working with Hedgecock, racing cars on the late model side, working on modified, very well-rounded guy. He brought Joe along, and Joe was all business that day, and you know, for a good reason. We had sure. a good run, yep. um, and it worked out. But I have not really crossed paths with Joe since then. Now, the big joke was, as he walked out of the first interview, all the guys go, well, you, you obviously got to hire him right now. And they said, what do, you, what do you mean? And they go, well, he said all the right words. He said modified. He said Riggs Racing. He's hired. And, um, you know, that wasn't the reason he was hired, but it did help. There you uh, go. You know, he was the, the smartest one that, that walked through the door. Very impressive. <laughs> and, you know, it was funny. People thought I was crazy when I said, uh, you know, some of the people I interviewed, I just wasn't impressed with. I wanted somebody smarter than me. And they go, well, what do you, you know, I guess, I guess that's not everybody's outlook. They get threatened by people smarter than them or whatever. I'm just like, of course I want somebody smarter than me. You know, I mean, that's, that's it. I want the smartest people in right. the world. I don't have the experience. So I want people who do. That's, uh, that's really the whole idea. That's awesome. We'll get, we're going to step aside, Andy, if you'll hang on just a minute or two. Yep. We're going to step aside and we will return with more of Andy Sice's Lead Lap Radio presented by Victory Custom Trailers continues right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap continues. Brought to you by Victory Custom Trailers. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Also want to mention uh, all the good folks from MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. There may not be a more perfect time to go check out MyComputerCareer.edu than right now. If you're one of these people who uh, is in between jobs, has had kind of a, a tough go of it here uh, for whatever reason, or if you're just uh, looking to change your career, uh, you might just find that my computer career can help you with that. Um, if IT is a field that interests you and you can take a free career evaluation to find that out uh, right on the website. And if it is, they've got financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI bill and in as little as four days a week, uh, in about four months' time, you could be on your way to your new career. And, oh, by the way, they work with hundreds of employers, too. And that field is expected to grow in demand right through the 2020s into 2030. So um, make sure that uh, you give them a look-see, mycomputercareer.edu. It is training for a better life. And we go back to the strutmasters.com hotline, which is our other major sponsor. We'll tell you about Chip Lofton and his staff in a moment. Andy Sice with us on the program tonight and uh, been fun to talk with Andy a little bit about uh, his uh, new responsibilities and uh, the new Hour Motorsports uh, kind of agenda for 2020 and Chris Hour and um, just super, super excited for what you guys are doing, Andy. And I had not realized that you moved up here to Statesville. So you're probably States Vegas. States Vegas. Yeah. So you're probably within five minutes of uh, five or 10 minutes of our, our studio here. We'll have to get you in studio for one of these shows here coming up. Absolutely. You know, I love to talk about racing. Well, we, uh, we love to talk to you about racing and I want to back up for just a second and talk to you about modifieds because, well, we can. And uh, I know that was was and, and still is to a, to a point uh, a really big part of your life. Of course, um, we we were hoping that uh, we might get out of the box here uh, and resume racing at Martinsville, which would have been the first race of the season for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. And now... Um, thanks to Virginia's governor, it looks like that 
may, I say may, because we've had no official word, uh, may not happen at this point, but uh, you had to be salivating. Um, would we have seen maybe Andy Sice in a modified at Martinsville? Well, first of all, I'm just going to you know echo what you were saying. How exciting would it have been that the first NASCAR race back for the season was the Whale Modified Tour at Martinsville? Yeah. I mean, that would be exciting. And how exciting it is, is uh, my father recently purchased a used, new-to-us LFR chassis. Oh, so, um, big things coming. You know, we, we've, we've always kind of been known as the team that did a lot with a little and, and got the most out of our older Troyer and stuff like that. And uh, the opportunity presented itself where Rob had a, up at LFR had a great deal for a, a chassis. Um, we sold our car to Stewie McCormick, who is graduating from the New England Classic Light up in oh, the New wow. Hampshire area. He's going to put a crate motor in it. So kind of neat to keep the car in, in our little group of friends and family. And um, we're excited to help him with that car. But also, um, no, I'm, I'm really excited about Modifieds in 2020 for us. This is the nicest car we've ever had um, in our Rockingham Boat SS Motorsports stables. And it's kind of funny because as we've been building it and every part and piece is newer and nicer, my dad, my dad's going, man, we haven't, we've never had this many new parts and we've <laughs> never spent this much money. And um, we kind of know that we won't be able to race as much this year with the, the schedule the Xfinity Series is. Right. So, you know, I, I think we're taking that to kind of put the money into the car. Um, we're really excited about going to Martinsville. Um, I haven't gotten to race there a ton, I think twice in the modified. And it's a, it's a place very special to me because that's where Riggs racing was located was in Martinsville, Virginia. Oh, I didn't know and that. so as I really bonded with, uh, David and Margaret Riggs and, and Jeff Riggs and, and, and Reggie Newman and Sammy Williams and, just Wells, Mike Harris, everybody from that area to today, um, it's a very special area. The past few weeks, we've actually had the guys from Martinsville come down to my old Arca shop in, in Salisbury and, and work on the Modified. So it's everything's really neat kind of gearing up to this year. The guys we have involved, uh, my, my parents have spent more and more time through the winter down here, so getting to work on the car with my dad with the million other things going on <laughs> the last couple Saturdays have actually been really nice that way to be in the garage with my dad and with those guys. So, uh, we're, we're looking, we're looking forward to good stuff. You know, last year, um, finally made the investment and we got a, a NASCAR spec motor from Robert Yates racing and, and David Lewis, all those great guys over there. So we've been upping our program, you know, that the modified had gone, you know, the competition level's really been going up and up and up. For and, sure. Um, you know, we're, we're finally playing catch-up to have our equipment there, you know. And so Martinsville, for us, has been circled on the calendar. I really hope that it happens. I really hope that if the schedules get jostled around, I still can make it. There's no Xfinity Series, uh, you know, conflict. And then after that, the big races on our schedule would be loud and in Iowa because it works with the Xfinity series schedule. So it's, it's been pretty funny. 
Um, you know, I, I do have to wear kind of a, a few hats over at our motorsports, the Xfinity car, and everybody's been asking me, are you going to run the Xfinity car at Loudon? Because it is my home. Sure. And, you know, last year I was fortunate I got to run the cup race with Rick Ware, and, you know, that was absolutely a dream come true. Can't, can't even say enough about that experience. Absolutely amazing. And when it comes to Xfinity deal, I kind of have to treat myself as the other, every other driver. And if, or if another driver comes along with funding, you know, that kicks me out of the seat type sure. of thing. Or if I can come up with the funding, that helps me get in the seat. So there's, there's been a lot of interest uh, at Loudon with other drivers because it's a one-mile track. So the, the way that NASCAR's approval process, you know, it puts a little more emphasis on the smaller tracks. And right. uh, also, I, I think just us being from New England, people are paying attention that we have some interest. So at this moment, I don't know if I'll be in the Xfinity car at Loudon. Like I said, I, I could still use some, uh, some funding on my side if anybody's out there interested in jumping on board and on the Xfinity car you know, for the New Hampshire Motor Speedway race. But if that doesn't happen for any reason, I got myself a badass ride for Saturday's modified (laughs) race, and I'm looking forward to that. Well, it's always the best race of the weekend anyway. Now let's talk, I could talk modifieds for hours, but uh, let's talk ARCA for a second. You you started the year off, obviously, in the ARCA car. Um, What are the plans for the ARCA side of our motorsports going forward? Obviously, I know... You know, you're kind of in limbo as to where you're going to be in the racing schedule and how that's all going to work. But I guess I'll ask this. Before all this uh, virus stuff that, that's happened, what were the plans for the rest of the season for you on the ARCA side? There, there was nothing set in stone other than uh, most likely going back to Talladega with Benny Chastain um, and, and most likely myself. So all that is changed. And, you, and you know, it's kind of hard. We're kind of out of out of talks with people because everything's up in the air. So there there isn't right. anything. But you know, I'll tell you that we're obviously a fully capable ARCA team. The equipment's sitting there. Um, I'm pretty proud of what the last few races have been. Um, the last race we ended up last year, we got T.J. McLaughlin, his first top ten ever. You, you know, in, in ARCA yep. competition, and um, we kind of helped him springboard to the Xfinity Series. I, I like to tell people that, you, you know, that we kind of worked with him and, and his schedule that what we thought was going to be the best to sure. kind of make him look good. His goal was to move on. His goal wasn't to live in the ARCA series for too long. So, you know, when you have the last race with somebody be their best finish and that propel them to the next level, that's pretty cool. So I know we're capable of doing that with, with any driver. And so that was our last race that we ran last year. And then this year we come and, I mean, we sat on the front row at Daytona. And that, for me, was absolutely amazing. It it just, uh, if you go back to 2015, Chris Auer and I both went down there on separate teams. It didn't make the show. You know, we didn't make the race. And, you know, some people shy away from that fact or whatever. But for me, it's a a humbling. it's It's a fact. You have to use that to drive you. Yes. And every sure. year since then, we've improved our qualifying. We've gotten in the race together. We've gotten a little bit better. I think last year we qualified top 10, this year on the front row. And the guys did an incredible job. We went to the test. We were fairly happy with it. Um, they wanted to work on some more stuff coming back. 
Joe was a huge help. And, hey, you know, look at this, try this. Him and John got along real good. And, I mean, when we brought that car back from the test and we've been happy with our Speedway program, we were seven-tenths of a second faster than we left the test by ourselves. Wow. And it showed. I mean, we've been able to put big numbers up in practices in the past and do different things, kind of riding on other people's coattails. You know how the draft works. And, yeah. Uh, you know, after I've had a few years in it, some of these guys are rookies, so it's, it's easy to put up that lap kind of using them as a pick. But um, this car was just the best thing I've ever driven there. And after our first lap incident, uh, restarted 30-something. You know, we were running the top 10 when the big one happened and put yeah. us out of the race. So that car could go anywhere, make any move. And I had to keep telling myself, don't make the highlight reel for the second time for the wrong reason. <laughs> you know, I mean, you already <laughs> yeah, had it exactly. one time. Yeah. So... I mean, where I really wanted to go three wide a couple times, saying, okay, don't do it again. Yeah. And, um, no, the car was fantastic. So That's great. Our, our ARCA program is there. We just need to do it more. So hopefully, you know, if, if there's the right driver out there wanting to do it, we've got great cars ready to go. Um, like I said, this Xfinity program's only increased, you know, what we can do. As far as myself racing over there, you know, I've kind of, tried to not be too selfish because uh it, it just takes so much time effort sure. resources all that stuff that we're we're putting what would have been on the arca program for me into the xfinity car we want it to happen we want it to work uh we've seen the potential and so we know it can it can get better we want to be where our potential you know where Understood. the reality is be Understood. And with that, we're going to step aside. We'll hold Andy uh, one more time here and pick him up back on the other side because, well, Nick Montcher's got a question for him, and I can't wait for him to ask it. We'll be back with more of Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. 
HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. on smooth fm oh sorry back to lead lap radio presented by victory trailers as we continue it's jordan anderson on FM. monday yeah jordan anderson fm exactly if you don't know what we're talking about just go back go to race chaser radio on your favorite podcast platform and just scroll down until you find the show with jordan anderson um it was definitely next level um, which happens to be where we're going to go with Andy Sice in a moment, but uh, we'll bring him back out and continue talking motorsports for a minute with, with Andy, because um, I know that Nick, you and I were talking about something before the uh, show started and you had a question that you were curious to ask Andy. So I'm going to go ahead and let you fire away. It, it wasn't so much a question. It was more just a, a statement. Andy and uh, ah. I was uh, I was spotting for a competitor that you drafted with in 2018 at Talladega, and I wanted to. I was I was with your spotter Charlie Brown, and I knew you guys were struggling to get around us, and I knew you were a better car, and I kind of just wanted to get your perspective of you know trying to go from that second place around us for first place at Talladega and what you needed to do that. I have replayed that race over in my head millions of times it haunts me at night um i i didn't i didn't have uh a great car in that lap um so if we go back to that race i'll go back 2018 at daytona um we wrecked our car in 2018 was the first race back or with the i'm sorry last race with the steel bodies for arca it was going to cost us more to fix our car than what we could purchase uh, another steel body car for. So we made the decision to purchase the car rather than spend the money for one race, and even if it came out one piece, you got to cut the body off. That car was new to us, and there were some different things we learned on the pull-down and some different things we wanted to try. Um, we went there, and it rained all day, and we got 10 minutes of practice and no qualifying, 
and the steering box on this car that was new to us had a ton of slop in it. And we had to pull out a line from the practice. We started dead last that day. And the one thing we didn't get to do because of all the other things going on was our front-end geometry. And the car was great. And the last few laps, it did not turn well. I mean, if you watch, I really couldn't hold that great of a line. If we had two more laps, the right front would have been flat. It was down to the canvas on the inside edge. We had too much camber gain. Um, so that was that was one thing that helped hurt me from really getting on there. Uh, you guys were just good. It was a solid car. Um, as I got closer on that that last lap, it, it, you know, it kind of just gave you a push too to go away from me. I've played it over a hundred times. Uh, Spencer Davis was giving me a great push down the back stretch. Maybe I could have dragged my let you guys get out further, try to get that run. Um, but with him pushing me, I didn't know if people were pushing him. You start to stack up the field, you got even more issues. There's just so, so much going on. People don't realize uh, you, you only know what's going in yeah. front of you and what what your spotter Charlie's telling you out behind you, and you know he's trying to paint you the best picture. And it's just it, it's a split sec- yeah. second decision. It, I mean, I, I think that was the thing. I, I just couldn't get a great run given in that lap. Um, you know, I started on the outside. You guys had a great battle. Um, we we put a gap between you guys and Spencer, so I got to fill the hole in the bottom, um, which paid off following you guys. And as it as it went away, I mean, it just it it, it worked out. It was second. You know what could have been. I've played it over a million times in my head. Um, I just couldn't get that run on on a one lap, and you know the way Arca does things with the green checkered, we're you're still getting momentum. So uh, we never never got that run we needed. Like I said, I've played it over in my head, but I don't think I would do it a ton different, you know, without wrecking half the field. And like I said, you know, that, that was a great spot for us. It really, I think, for stock car racing, put myself and in, in our motorsports on the map that day, and people started to kind of learn about us, our story. You know, building building cars here at, at at my boat shop at the house, and um, you know, it it, it paid off. You, you know, what could have been, and I one of the greatest compliments I ever got was actually finishing second one time where I led like ninety eight out of a hundred laps at a hundred lapper and got put in the wall by a lap car oh, with oh, two to man. go. Wow! And I got I got past. And I got under the guy for the lead coming off a of three. This is Lee Speedway, one of my home tracks, Oktoberfest, the biggest race of the year. Uh, it's very worn out, low on tires. So as I got next to the guy coming off a of two to get the lead back on the last lap, I got loose. I checked up. I finished second. And uh, one of the guys I really looked up to, Russ Conway, who is a you know just legendary sports writer and promoter, promoter in New England? Sure. Yeah, big time. Yeah, came came up and uh, just shook my hand. He said most people would have uh, got loose and taken him with you. He said that was that was big of you. He goes, that's how people would have raced back in the day. And you know he laid down names like Bentley Warren and Eddie West and yep. people like that. So that was uh, that's a story I tell a lot of people that sometimes second is a better story than first, and it does get remembered. 
Absolutely. Sure. Sometimes second is. And you should have seen Tom's face here in the studio when you started rambling off those modified names and tracks. It well, just lit were, up. Actually, it was Bentley. Bentley and Eddie West were both known for super modifieds, which is what I grew up with. So, you know, watch those guys race quite a bit, especially Bentley, and, and got to know Bentley. Um, and uh, if you're being compared in any way favorably to Bentley Warren, that is about as high a compliment as you can possibly get. Right, Andy? Absolutely. I mean, quite literally, I grew up with a uh, a cutout from a newspaper of a Russ Conway story about Eddie West taped on my wall as a kid in my bedroom. Yep. So those names was huge in that day. And, uh, you know, so th- I, I tell a lot of people that because there is so much pressure today for, for young sure. kids coming up. They're doing stupid things and they're, they're you know, not looking good that, you know, as, as I get older, as uh, I've talk to young kids, help them out. Parents will try to, you know, introduce me, do a little mentoring. Like I, I tell that story a lot, you know, that that the greatest compliment I ever got was by losing a race. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it stuff like that happens and it, it's pretty cool, but yeah, Bentley Warren, one of, one of the things to top off my dream come true day to race the cup race at Loudon last year is our motor home was next to Bentley Warren. And I literally finished my day having a beer with Bentley Warren still in my fire suit at our motorhome. Just one? And, just uh, one? No. Nobody has no, just no. one beer with Bentley. Well, you know, we had to hydrate. So <laughs> yeah. it was a long, hot day. Uh, but, no, it's just, just one of those things, you know, how you know how highly I think of him. And, and you know what? He was one of those heroes that absolutely, when you met him, it only made the stories better. He was. Better in person than you and Matt. Friendly oh. guy, positive, you know, just everything about him. Uh, I can't say enough about him. And, and like I said, my, my day that really my dream come true. Still is better when you meet him. Late 70s. And, Nick, if, you, if you've if you never met Bentley, late 70s, he is every bit uh, the modern-day Marlboro man. This guy rides a Harley, wears the get-up, the boots, the whole nine yards, the bandana, Drives it, travels with that bike all over the country, and uh, very rarely uh, sticks to the speed limit. And the stories are legendary about Bentley and cops. Um, I'll I'll tell one, and actually we got about three minutes. So I'll tell one real quick. One of the times that the Supermodifieds are racing in Florida over the winter, Bentley takes off from Maine, where he's from, and rides his bike all the way down to Florida. He gets to Florida and gets pulled over, and the Florida cop looks at his license. And, oh, you're a Yankee, he says. I've been waiting for you all day. Bentley looks at him and he said, I got here as fast as I could. (laughs) (laughs) Which is typical Bentley. If you know Bentley, that's Bentley. And uh, so that's, I'm sure that was quite a day, especially having his motorhome. I'm sure that party went on for a while because even though he gets older, he doesn't go to bed any earlier. So uh, fun stuff for sure. Okay, Andy, while we've got a couple of minutes left here, um, we're going to go next level. And basically this is, uh, we're, we're going to put racing aside here and we're going to do a, a, a couple of questions that will, uh, will maybe we'll learn some more about you. Um, <laughs> here's the first question. I don't know. You might be, you might not be able to tell this story. What happened on your worst date? My worst date? Your worst date. What happened? Man, this, this somebody pretty close to me must have written this in. Um, <laughs> yeah, John one, sent him in. One of my worst dates, one of my first dates, uh, I got my license. I was 16 years old, going to a, a concert. 
uh, with with a you know a girl I wanted to impress, and my grandfather goes, "What are you going to drive?" I, I think I don't even think I had my S10 pickup yet. Probably my mom's Chevy Tracker is what I was going to oh, take. And uh, my mom has always driven Chevy Tracker. She's on her like fourth one. But my grandfather goes, "No, no, no! You got to take my BMW convertible." So I'm Here we 15 go. years old, going to a concert. You know, I've had my license for five days, literally. Well, it didn't go that well. I got a ticket. And, uh, you know, tried to play it off, telling my parents, you know, oh, yeah, we, I got a speeding ticket. They're like, you what? They said, come home. My mom had to bring the girl home. Oh, they wouldn't even let me drive her home. I was, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of embarrassing. It didn't work out, surprisingly. Uh, what, what concert did you go to? I went to see the Atari. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They were playing in Worcester, Massachusetts. Never heard of them. Not a clue. Okay, uh, local act must be okay. Uh, no, it was it was very big and you know I don't know my generation pop punk. I thought they were cool anyway. Okay, last question. I want to try to find a good one here for us. Um, uh, no, that's definitely not going to work on the air. Which <laughs> which, <laughs> which celebrity chef would you most like to make you dinner? Which celebrity chef would you most like to make your dinner? I don't I don't know a ton of celebrity chefs. Um, I'm going to have to go with that guy, Fury, because he does, like, <laughs> diners, drives, in <laughs> and dives. That's, that's kind of my thing. Pick. You know, the, the big running joke is, you know, I, I train with iced coffee and gas station hot dogs, so... I mean, I'm sure he knows some good place to get hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's Hillbilly sure. hot dogs in yeah. West Virginia. He there went you there. go. There you go. All right, Andy, we always appreciate you uh, coming on and talking with us. I look forward to getting you in the studio sometime soon now that you are neighbors here in Statesville. And uh, that way our TV audience will be able to uh, see you on camera and, and we'll have some fun talking racing then. Absolutely. Thanks, as always. Stay safe. That's Andy Sice, and uh, we'll step aside and come back with our final segment right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. 
It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Chandler is on the show every week. If only we could get him in studio. We'll have to, once we get the all clear here and get things back to normal, we'll have to work on uh, getting Chandler to come in and join us on the show. We will get Chandler on, I promise, eventually. He's, he's the only one of the uh, Fly the V drivers who has not been in the studio this year. He has not. Yeah, he hasn't I even been on the show yet this year. That's right. Hasn't we even called him on. Yeah, we'll need to. Our season got cut a little short. Need to fix so. that. Well, yeah, we've got a. We're still uh, on a very long pit stop. Uh, speaking of pit stops, want to uh, uh, wish our. Uh, one of our main sponsors, Chip Lofton, strutmasters.com is, is uh, a company that's been with us since last year. And um, if you, if you want to improve the ride of either your car or your motorcycle, just go to strutmasters.com and just look for the specifics for your vehicle or give them a call and they will fix you right up. Chip Lofton um, made a hip stop uh, over last week for a hip stop. Uh, hip stop. <laughs> I had to, uh, had to have some uh, new pats, as they would say in Boston, uh, for the, for one of his hips. So, um, Nick, it was a quick in and out for Chip, and um, he uh, he's on the mend as we speak, and uh, very thankful for Chip. He's a great guy, and Chip has helped so many. I mean, you know, because oh, yeah. you know Chip him, too. Chip and his son, Matt, I mean, they've been integral to the racing community yes. for years. Especially the local community, local regional community here, but not just that. I mean, NASCAR and NHRA and all of that. And um, we're actually going to have uh, one of his drivers on Thursday that uh, Strutmaster sponsors, Justin Ashley from uh, NHRA, is going to be on with us on Thursday night on Motorsports Madness. And we might as well tell you that uh, tomorrow morning on the Inside Pass, which we do from the studio as well, Randy Miller and I, uh, we're going to have Nick DeGroot from Motorsport.com with us on the program tomorrow morning. That's at 11 a.m. Eastern uh, right here from the WSIC studios. And then on uh, Thursday, uh, we'll have Motorsports Madness. And uh, um, Nick will be back in the driver's seat here. And we'll have uh, Jacob Seelman with us and we'll also have uh, justin ashley with us randy will be with us as well and uh we're working on one more confirmed guest as well so a lot of 
stuff coming up here. Of course, uh, the two podcasts we do, uh, mainly Modifieds, will be um, that will be out tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern. That premieres. And we had Timmy Salamito on the show this week, and really an interesting interview with Timmy about his concussion. He suffered uh, indoor racing over the winter and uh, his season. Of course, Timmy is from he's kind of right in the epicenter of the whole coronavirus uh, situation in the New York City area, New Jersey area, too. So um, he talked about that as well as a good interview. And then Inside Groove, the Super Modified podcast, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock as well. So a lot of programming on Race Chaser Radio every week. And uh, Nick, it's as we start to wind things down for the night, interesting to have two drivers on like Spencer and Andy because two different situations whose paths have crossed at different times as they've kind of both been going in different directions, it seems, but um, running in a lot of the same circles. And both of them, I feel like, are drivers who certainly could be NASCAR National Series drivers. I know Spencer is in the truck series, but I think both are capable of more if they just would have the right situation to put them there. Yeah, I think if the, the cards would have fallen either which way, and I think Spencer still can. You know, yes, he's, he's, he's still young. young and very active in the upper echelons of the sport, you know, they could go anywhere. Uh, I think Andy, he really focused on modifieds for a long, long, he long did. time yeah. and was very successful and had a really good run at it. And they came into ARCA and, and I think he kind of touched on it there at the beginning. They just weren't totally prepared for what they were doing in ARCA. Yeah. And I think that's actually what helped them in their transition to Xfinity. He kind of touched on it was we wanted to make sure we were 100% prepared, but even if we started in August of 19, we wouldn't yeah. have been 100% prepared. Um, but he's taking the right steps now with all this downtime to make sure they are prepared for whenever we do go back racing. So I think that's smart. See, and, and I think if there's a silver lining at all in this giant black cloud that's been hanging over our heads for the last several weeks now and is going to kind of remain so for another four or five weeks at least probably um, – it's that for a lot of the racers, for you guys and the NASCAR guys and all of the, the series have already been active and out there and running four or five shows, you kind of got an unexpected longer pause where you could you could sort of reset yourselves and go through all the equipment, and make sure that you're super prepared for the, the stretch going forward because it seems like we've got we're going to have once we get started it's just going to be non-stop as much as it can be made so um and yet for the short track racers um for example the modified tour racers who were expecting to have started um what last uh last week at um at south boston it's they now have the chance to really make sure they're ready to go when the season starts so it kind of it's kind of given everybody a chance to work on the cars um, and so w with, with your situation relating to the Arca series, where are you guys? I mean, is anybody in the shop now? Of course, I guess probably not now, right? With the, no, as of, uh, as of Thursday of last week at five, okay. when Cabarrus County went to their stay at home order, we, okay. our shops in Cabarrus County. So Thursday at five last week, that was our, our last day we had worked up until then. Um, it wasn't a mandatory work, you know, if someone didn't want to come in or if they were sick or knew someone right. was sick or whatever, they didn't right. have to. Um, but everybody pretty much did. And then now with Charlotte today, going in, you know, or Charlotte, excuse me, the whole, all of North Carolina, yeah. that, that shuts down everybody. But a lot of people 
we're still working. I think it, what you just touched on there, it benefited a lot of the smaller teams more than anything. Yeah. Um, and Andy touched on it with them. You know, I, I, like I was telling you off there, I ran into Harold Holly, who manages the Rum Runner Racing Dirt World of Outlaws team for the Joey Coulter Joey and Coulter. his family. Yeah. And they did the same thing. They worked all the way up until today at five o'clock to prepare themselves. And he said they're ready to go for nine, 10 straight races because they're expecting basically the World of Outlaws Hell Tour to yeah. extend itself. That's what's going to be interesting with with this whole situation is we still don't know for sure when we're going to be able to go back racing again. And so for all of these series, especially the big series that, you know, have a kind of a a wide geographical area that they tour in um, to try to figure out, are we going to extend the season? Are we going to try to do even more races in a week? Or are we going to cut races? And if so, how do we do that? I mean, it's it's got to be causing some people to pull their hair out right now because nobody knows for sure when this is actually going to end yet. So it's really hard to say, well, here's what we're going to do. It's just all speculation yeah. at this point. I mean, we've we've sat there and talked to ARCA officials every day, just like Andy and Spencer said they've been talking to NASCAR officials every yeah. day. and. They, they give you their speculation and they kind of give you what, you know, their their hope is or their best case scenario is. But then at the same time, it's, you know, they're at the mercy of, of governors and politicians yep. and everything, just like we saw today with the Virginia governor. So it's, you know, we kind of have our idea of what we're going to do, but who knows if that's really going to come true. You know, as, as of right now, our first race would be Na- our uh, Toledo Speedway for the Arca East race. Which would be All Star Weekend here in Charlotte. Okay, um, so mid, almost like the twentieth or so, yeah, sixteen, seventeen, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but May. that's in Ohio, and Ohio's been one of these, you know, hotbeds that they, yeah. they've been shut down and, and taking a lot of precautions as they should, and so that could change. And then you know, then our next race would be Charlotte with the Arca National Series. Um, so, and then we go right back to Ohio for Mid Ohio. So, I mean, I. Things could change, and they're changing daily, and it's very fluid and dynamic, and we just don't know. How would it work out for you, do you think, if ARCA were to try to run multiple races, like two races a week or something, to try to catch back up again? I I'm not, I don't even know if that's on their minds. I'm just saying if that were to happen. It would be really it, tough. Yeah, I, I mean, going to say mean, it just... As you go down the, the, the rung of the series and as you go down the rung of the, the teams in those series, you know, it just gets harder and harder and harder, yeah. right? So um, luckily with the ARCA schedule, we're pretty spread out. Um, we have a lot of downtime in the beginning of the year, so we were able to prepare. So And then we use this downtime the last couple of weeks when we weren't racing to prepare. So we're in a really good spot as a team to when we, they do say go. But if, if there's a midweek or if there's some races where, you know, we're doubleheading with the Cup guys and the Xfinity guys or anything like that, it's going to be very chaotic. Um, it'll probably remind us early 2010-ish, 8, 9, uh, when a lot of times we would just stay out. We'd go from a Pocono to a Michigan to, you know, wherever we would go, and we would work out of shops up there and find local people. The Allgaier family was always helpful when we were in Illinois working another dirt shop, things like that. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a logistical nightmare for a little while. And I think the flip side of this is there may be some teams um, at various levels, you know, that they're working man teams. So if you're out of a job for four or five weeks, you know, you, you, you wonder if that would affect people being able to get out and, and race the whole season. If you're, you know, so I feel like what may happen is we, we may get a situation where 
the first couple of weeks after we go back, there's all this pent-up energy. Everybody's going to just run to the racetrack. It'll be gung-ho for the gung-ho. first couple of weeks. And then, you know, I'm afraid some teams may um, have to pick and choose the rest of the year, um, whether they can, you know, run the whole schedule or not of their series, whatever it may be. Because, again, there's been a layoff, and some of the racing fund is going to paying bills, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. I think, so, and, and that's just going to – we're going to see that – all facets yeah. of life, right? Yep. But sports in general, especially in racing, it's going to be very dynamic what we see yeah. throughout the summer months. Yeah, it's going to be certainly an interesting situation. And uh, again, we are, you know, we're, we're just praying for all of you out there that are listening or watching and everyone to uh, to be safe and to stay safe. Um, you know, we, uh, we're going to keep these shows rolling as long as we possibly can and hopefully uh, all the way through this mess. So uh, again, our prayers and thoughts with everybody on the front line who have to have their lives at risk uh, and their health at risk dealing with this. And, uh, you know, again, for all of you out there, just do what you're told and just sit tight um, and listen to our shows. Uh, all of them. We, yes, all of them. Uh, tomorrow night uh, or tomorrow morning, Inside Pass, 11 a.m. Eastern for Nick Moncher and all of our sponsors and everyone at WSAC. I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening to Lead Lap. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.